welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is going to be about being more aware of your insecurities so that no one else can use them to manipulate you. Um, This is something I'm reading currently in a book called Psychopath Free, and my roommate Marcos recommended it to me. Um, We both have been in experiences and toxic relationships where we were dating psychopaths, and this is a book that really speaks to anyone who has been in that situation. Just for you to feel heard and feel understood, it's a really great read. It makes everything very specific in terms of what you've gone through and also gives you a good idea of how to recover from it, from this toxic relationship, if you have not fully recovered. Maybe even if you have recovered and you just want you just want to know what it would look like to get, you know, just to feel better about yourself. Because in relationships like these, it they do tend to stay on your mind and um, shape you in a certain way. Um, the book describes... Um, the book describes it as taking away your innocence and you don't realize the innocence you've had until it's been taken from you. And being in a relationship, um, for instance, with a psychopath does make you feel like moving forward in your life, you know, you, you always compare it to that person. It's just going to happen. It's going, maybe not comparison, maybe that's the wrong word, but you're always going to Um, look back on that experience and say, okay, well, are there any signs, any red flags from here that relate to that experience? Um, How is this person making me feel loved compared to how I felt no love at all? So it's it's very much still ingrained in you. Um, So if you do have a book to help you feel understood or help understand, you know, the process of recovering or healing from a relationship such as being with a psychopath, it's a Psychopath Free is a great book to read to do that. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was there's a part of the book I'm reading now, and it's the part of the book um, titled Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. And it says, what are your insecurities? Um, Or let's, let me start from the beginning of the paragraph. Now look at your relationship with the psychopath. Where whatever you needed most, they validated and provided. Pay special attention to the specifics of their excessive flattery. These are what the, you were seeking validation for. So what are your insecurities? Get out a piece of paper and make a list. This will save your life down the road. Once you're aware of these traits, you will also become aware of the people who try to manipulate them. And even better, you can begin to make changes to better yourself and improve your life. For example, why should you need someone else to tell you you are attractive in order to feel it in your heart? Um, So even just this one part I wanted to talk about, because even if you have not dated a psychopath, being aware of your insecurities um, and and just knowing what what those traits are gives you 
not only awareness of them, but gives you more power over them. I dealt with a couple huge insecurities, one in particular that I went to therapy for for a year straight. And I talked about it almost every week for almost a straight year. (laughs) And it was something that was really um, just on my mind constantly was taking a hold of my life. And I was obsessed over it. And even to this point, I'm still not comfortable sharing it. That's how, that's how, uh, how draining it was for me. Um, and I've now I've come to the point in therapy where I no longer allow it to, to take over my entire thought process. I don't wake up thinking about it. I don't think about it all day as I used to. So I'm slowly healing myself from it, but just acknowledging that insecurity in therapy and talking about it to someone else, um, gave, gave myself the power that that insecurity was taking from me. So even just writing down your insecurities and being very aware of what they are is a good way for you to gain your power back, to gain your control back. And then someone can't use them. And what we're, when we're talking about ma- manipulation here, no one is able to use them to take power back um, in order to hurt you, right? Because you're already, you've already claimed the power. You've already looked at the insecurity in the face. You've talked about it. You've written, you've written down it. You've written it down on paper. Um, you've had a conversation about it. You've thought about it in terms of various situations of how you would handle going about dealing with it. When you look at an insecurity from many different angles and different perspectives and hear another person's thoughts about it and hear another person's thoughts around your feelings with it and what they think, um, a loved one, you know, someone you trust, I recommend you talk to someone you trust, either a therapist or a friend, family member. Um, but just getting it, having conversation and putting it out there as much as possible gets it out of your head and and into the into the world where it will diminish and it will slowly become small because you've already analyzed it you've you ripped it apart you know and that's what really allows you to to heal from um, an insecurity because no one is able to use it to manipulate you um, and you've already claimed the power so claim your power over your insecurities now you know, even as a man, it can be hard to, to claim, you know, what really bothers you or what makes you feel less of a man or what makes you feel really unattractive or, um, maybe something, um, that was genetic that you're ashamed of. Um, you know, there's, there's so many, maybe a woman, maybe multiple women have said one thing to you like, oh, you always do this. And it's just, Now it's always on your mind not to do that thing when you're on a date and you just stress over it and then you're really insecure about it. So you try to avoid it and then you act weird when you're in the situation. You know, like we all have these things. We all have insecurities, men and women. And in order to deal with them, you want to be aware of them and you want to face them head on. Okay? You want to slap them in the face. All right? Um, slap the bass. <laughs> I just have to say that. All right. I had to get it out. This podcast is getting too serious for me. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, guys? Um, so that was just something I, you know, when I came across it and read it, I said, wow, this isn't just for people who've dated psychopaths, but really for anyone. Because as I said, we all, we all have insecurities and most of us just don't know how to deal with them. We don't know, um, we don't know where to take it from there. We just assume that we'll always have this insecurity. We'll always be a weakness. It will always drag us down. And that's not true. 
like I said, you can go to therapy, you can, you can talk to someone. And I really believe the power of diminishing that, that control it has over you is to talk about it. And a lot of you guys do not talk. Um, you don't really talk to yourselves as much as women do. You don't talk to your friends as much as women do, um, your family, So please talk. You know, if you have not yet scheduled a call with me, the first one is free. You guys know that by now. 30 minute call. Talk to me. If you, even if you just want to use it to talk about your insecurities and just let someone know, do it. Um, because as I said, that's when you, that's when you take the power away because you don't want to go into a relationship and allow a woman to read on you what bothers you most and then use it to manipulate you into getting her way when it comes to certain things in the relationship. Because some women will do that. Some will do it intentionally and some not intentionally, but they'll just know it works and then they'll know they get what they want and they do it, which is not a healthy relationship, by the way. Um, If you notice that happening in your relationship, (laughs) communicate that um, and make sure she's aware of what she's doing. And that it's hurtful and make sure she empathizes. Otherwise, she is most likely a a psychopath. Um, But you know what I mean, guys? So it's just, it's really important to to own, own up to it. Like own your insecurities. Be fully aware of them. And if you don't want them to be a part of you, express them and talk about them. Get them out of your head. Um bring them into a conversation, a very in-depth conversation that talks about it from many angles and allows you to view it from many different perspectives. Because I'll tell you, after being in therapy for a straight year, talking about this one thing that I made such a big deal in my life, my entire life, by the way, um, then talking about it from so many different angles made me realize it was silly to feel so, um, to feel so badly about it and feel you know, all the feelings I felt, it was just like, what am I doing? And like, even if I'm not to the point of wanting to share, I will someday. Um, but even just, you know, even that, that was enough with my therapist, um, and bringing it up to a friend was enough for me to just be like, okay, I feel so much better. I feel like I'm in control of my life again. And if I were to be in a relationship where someone were to, were to notice things about me like that, that maybe I felt insecure about. And I noticed that they brought it up and laughed, laughed about me, um, you know, laughed at me or used it as a, as a threat in terms of like, you know, if, or a punishment, you know, cause p- people will do this. Um, psychopaths will do this most likely psychopaths. Um, so it's really just about it's really about, like I said, just understanding what is, what is really, what really gets to you and target it and do something about it. Don't let it just sit there. Don't let it mingle because it will grow in your head. The only way to shrink it is to get it out of your head. I often tell my clients, like, if you need to brain dump, do it right now. Just do it right now on the phone. What's going on in your head? Because I'll have so many guys, even just yesterday, you know, and I was on a phone call and he goes, my, my head is just packed with, with all this shit. I just have so much in my head. And I said, all right, tell me, what do you have in your head? Let's make a list. And just doing that simple exercise gets, makes things much smaller than they feel inside of you. So at the same time, you're just releasing all this anxiety that's, that's built up inside of you just by expressing it, just by stating it. It gets it out. It makes you feel lighter because it's, it can literally feel like a weight, a physical weight 
it or chains around you. It can feel like chains just because you're not sharing it. You're not releasing it. And that's when your cortisol levels go up. It can affect your physical health, you know, your mental clarity. Um, a lot of, a lot of people end up with just mental fog and just lack of motivation simply because they have a thought in their head or an insecurity that they're, that they're not, um, releasing the, the hold, you know, they're not getting rid of its power and that will consume you and it will ruin you. So don't let that happen, you know, and you don't, like I said, you don't want to give anyone else the power of using your insecurities against you ever. So you be the person that acknowledges them first, and then you learn how you're going to deal with them, how you're going to handle them moving forward. And there's so many people who will help you. You know, I'm here to help you. There's therapists out there to help you. Your friends and loved ones are there to help you. Um, so this is important. It's an important aspect of mental health. And even though it seems, you know, it can seem silly, especially for you guys who are like, oh, I have no insecurities. Yes, you do. Shut the fuck up. You have them. Um, we all do. So let's just acknowledge them before someone else acknowledges them first and then uses them against us. We don't want them used against us. We want to be in control always. So it's not only owning your strengths, but it's also about owning your insecurities, owning your weaknesses, and knowing every part of you. You know, it's not it's not okay to just focus on your happiest moments. It's not okay to just focus on what what makes you stronger. Um, you need to focus on the whole part of you. You need to spend time. Okay, today I'm going to focus on my strengths and how I can build on them. And then maybe one day it's like, all right, what are my weaknesses right now? You know, how am I feeling about them on a scale one to 10? How can I make today a little better? And if you are in that place of feeling weak, I advise you, um, you know, if this feels like it would help you to simply write, if you have a whiteboard, um, get one. I have three. We have three in our apartment. <laughs> whiteboard aholics. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I want another one. I just want like, the, all the walls to be whiteboards. Um, but if you have a whiteboard, simply just writing one question a day, just to get you thinking, especially in the morning, in terms of how you want to feel. It could be as simple as, um, it could be as simple as just the question, "How am I feeling right now? How am I feeling today?" Answer that question, you know, with a state with an emotion, and then ask yourself, "How do I want to feel?" And say you want to feel happy, or you want to feel excited, or you want to feel motivated, or you want to feel passionate or driven, um, or you want to feel like you can laugh all day, you know, just whatever, whatever you want to feel, what is the goal for that day in terms of how you want to feel, write it down. So first say, how am I feeling? Okay. I'm feeling this way. How do I want to feel? Blah, blah, blah. And then just ask yourself, what are three ways today that I can feel? What are three things today that I can do to feel the way I want to feel? And it's this, it's really as simple as that. And this exercise takes what, like 30 seconds, um, to a minute, if you really want to do it properly, I would do, I would spend a few minutes on it just to brainstorm and just to come up with, you know, things that will really push push you towards that emotion you want. Um, but it's really that's what it is. It's set. It's about setting intention. You know, when you go about the day and you just say, "Oh, I feel like shit today," and just this is a shitty day, then all you're going to do is notice the shit in the day because that's where all your focus is. You know, I, I'm always talking about focus, but it's true. And if you say Hey, I'm going to focus on 
laughing today. I'm going to focus on being happy today or smiling more than usual today. Then whenever you see something about your day, you're going to be on the lookout for how can I smile? How can I smile? How can I smile? That's a goal. I need to smile three times today and it needs to be, you know, and it's going to be genuine because when you're looking for things, you're going to be like, oh, oh, that made me, that made me smile. That feels good. So regardless of if, even if it's not genuine, honestly, the smile, a fake smile still sends serotonin to the brain. So (laughs) it actually does give you the same effects as if you were having a genuine smile. Um, So even just faking it, faking, faking some happiness will actually benefit you. (laughs) So I don't, I don't want you to fake it, but that's a cool scientific fact, but it really is just about being intentional with what you want, being intentional with how you feel, because we can't get what we want out of this life if we don't if we don't state what we what we want, right? Like if you don't ask for things, you're not going to get them. And that's really what this life is about. Ask and you shall receive. And that's like a biblical quote. Uh, I remember my mom or I always heard it in church. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's so true. I'm not religious, but it's so true. Um, and the more I think about that, it's, it's just, it's true, man. Like I, you know, I, I've been talking about going to more going to more meetups and events to to be more social in terms of spreading my mission and talking to more people and getting on stages because my ultimate goal in life is to travel the world and speak speak to men and women in terms of gender intelligence and help men and women understand each other biologically and socially understand our differences and not only our differences but our similarities and how we can make each other happier and how we can understand each other best and become most compatible in a romantic relationship. Um, so with that being said, I've had this, I've had this goal, like, I want to speak, I want to speak, but where do I speak? Blah, blah, blah. And I had, I had a few coaches tell me like, just go out there, like go to events and ask people, you know, if they know anyone where you could speak or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, easier said than done, whatever. And I wasn't going to like any events at all. So last week I went to the first one in months probably. And, and I show up and at the end, like I tell them all what I want to do. I tell them I'm passionate about it. really want to do this. This is my long-term goal. I need to get closer to it. I want to speak. And literally I got I got two numbers. It wasn't even the people there. They knew people who were starting events. And yesterday I called one of them. We had a great meeting and I scheduled a speaking event. I gave her a topic. She's all excited. She, she scheduled me in for her group event and I'm literally giving an hour and a half presentation in November. Like it's on my calendar and I'm like, fuck, all I had to do was ask. <laughs> and then I got it. Um, and I have another phone call today for another speaking potential event. So It's just crazy how simple things can be if we make them. You know, if we really want something, simply ask for it. If you want to be happier, ask yourself how you can be happier because you're not an idiot. You can come up with ways to make yourself happier. You're just in the moment of feeling like shit. You just don't want to because you're feeling like shit. It's hard. It's very hard to go from shit to to pleasure, you know, by yourself without any... um, without anything external or without, you know, what's, what's going to be your motivation to get there if you don't set an intention is what I'm saying. So once you are in a shit place, but you have an intention to feel a certain specific way, then you can get to feeling that way because it's specific because you set the intention. And at the beginning of the day, you even gave yourself three physical steps to get yourself to that place of where you want to feel. So boom, 
you did what you said you were going to do. You asked for something and then you got it because you thought about it and you took action on it. And there's too many people that just assume, oh, well, you know, if I think like, if I think positive, I should start feeling positive. No, you have to set an intention. How can I feel positive? What do I have to do to feel more positive? What will being positive or feeling positive bring me? What's the benefit of that? You know, dig into the shit you want. Dig into the mindset you're craving. Get a little more specific. You know, there's too many people, especially when I get on calls, like, oh, I want a woman. Like, the fuck? Like, that's your goal? I want a woman. What? Okay, like, what do you want, though? Like, what do you? where do you see yourself in five years with a woman? What does a relationship look like to you? Why do you crave a relationship? Why now? You know, what's your, what are you afraid of? Why haven't you done it already? You know, what do you want? What do you want for, what will a relationship give you? How will it change your attitude? How will it change your life? Because when you get, when you get specific on these sorts of questions, you are that much more driven to pursue a relationship. You are that much more ready for a relationship and you're that much more inclined to attract a woman of a high caliber just because you are very, um, intentional in terms of what you want. And I've been saying this a lot too lately is if you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. So the more specific you can get on what type of partnership you want and why that's important to you, then you are more likely to attract that specific partnership because you've got, you got specific about it, right? Like if you, for instance, if you have, um, if you have, and my roommate pointed, Marco's pointed this out on my dating profile, which I'm totally guilty of. Like when he said it, I was like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> um, it was just so bland in general. And it was like, oh, I love, I love books and I love this and I'm happy. <laughs> like, there wasn't enough, you know, this is what I stand for. This is my passion in life. This is what I do. And, and I even said to him, Um, or he said, why don't you have that your relationship coach for men on your dating profile? And I said, well, I don't want that to be the first, one of the first things guys see. I feel awkward. Like some of them respond awkwardly to it. And he said, well, is that the type of guy you want? Like a guy who responds awkwardly? And I said, holy shit, (laughs) that's something I always, um, I always say to my clients, like if you, like I always preach this to my clients, so it's crazy that I myself did not see it in myself doing this. But what I usually tell my clients is if a woman rejects you or if a woman says something, like treats you a certain way, instead of you getting all upset or being afraid that what if she says this, um, you know, I had a guy the other day on a phone call and he said, what if she, but what if she reacts this way? And I said, well, is that the type of woman you're attracted to? Like, would you be attracted to a woman who reacts that way? Is that the type of woman you want? Would your ideal woman react that way? And he said, no, not at all. And he said, then who the fuck cares? If she reacts that way, then you just know that much quicker that she's not for you and that you can move on and you can have that peace knowing, wow, she's definitely not for me. She did this. I'm moving on. And it gives you that clarity. It gives you that, that, um, you know, that ability to just move forward. So, so Yeah. I just, I found that really interesting and I just, I think it's important that we know, (laughs) I'm trying to tie this back to the beginning, um, that we know ourselves um, and we know what we want because if we know ourselves and we know what we want, no one can argue with us. Um, No one can make us feel inferior. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It's a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. One of my clients reminded me of it recently and it's it's a beautiful quote and that's 
it's it's very powerful in in just the sense of you know what I'm talking about here. Like no one can make you feel inferior without your consent unless you allow them to make you feel insecure. They can't they can't work with your insecurity. They can't use that as a weapon against you. So in order to not give them that consent, first you need to own your insecurity and you need to be okay with it and you need to love yourself for all the shit and all the good stuff. You need to love yourself regardless because we all have it. We all have our ups. We have our lows. We have our insecurities. We have our faults. We have our weaknesses. And we always will. We're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be a perfect guy. You know, even when you find the love of your life and and you love each other wholly, it's just you're still going to have your shit. It's still going to be hard. Okay? You're both going to feel insecure at times. It's okay. It's just about knowing who you are as a person and loving yourself at the end of the day. Um yeah, that's today's episode, guys. Uh, Pico is sitting next to me. It is 12.45 and he's still fucking sleeping. And I was, I was getting worried. I texted Marcos and I was like, should I be worried? He's still like, he's still sleeping. Uh, this crazy mutt is usually like running around at 7 a.m. But um, anyway. You're a cute mutt. You're a cute crazy mutt. I don't even know if he's a mutt. He might be full chihuahua. He's a, for you guys who don't know, he's a deer headed chihuahua. So at first I was like, is he even a chihuahua? But then I realized there's deer headed and there's apple headed. So he's a deer headed chihuahua. <laughs> he's, he's biting my finger right now. Um, yeah. So that's, as I said, that's the episode guys. I hope you got value out of this. And as I said, if you want to talk to someone who, who will just listen to you, honestly, just be a sounding board, um, someone you could just talk to and vent to for a half hour. That's cool. Um, if you want to explore your insecurities and just get them out there, that's also amazing and will help you tremendously. So I'm here for you. Okay. Just go to sgdatingcoach.com, click on the contact tab, fill out that form really quick, and we can schedule our first call for free 30 minutes. Okay. And then, um, and I'm here for you. This, this is what I do. I want to help you guys. I want to help you better yourselves and your relationships with yourselves and with women. So I want to, I want to do that. And I want to, I want to work with as many men as possible. So please head over there, fill out that form and let's get on the phone. All right, guys, that is it. Have a great morning, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon.